it's making me a lot. And, and a lot of it's, I think, for the, the new year. And so I'm like, I'm supposed to do a Christmas message. Like, right? I'm like, I don't, you guys, I don't, you guys, the people that have been here for a while, they realize, like, I don't have any flipping clue on what I'm doing up here. But God does. So this, this morning, God finally spoke to me, and he gave me our Christmas message. So, so in, on Wednesday, we celebrate Jesus' birth, right? And um, growing up, and even like when I first became a Christian, like you think of Jesus and he was the Savior, right? And he, he saved us and, and he made us clean of our sins, right? If we, we accepted him. And then so someday when we die... We go to heaven and not hell. Right? Yes. And I think that's so lame to reduce Jesus to that. Because he is so much more. And, and that whole heaven and hell thing, like, yes, there's a heaven and there's a hell. But Jesus didn't come just to, for your sins. He came to establish his kingdom on earth. Okay? So I, I, I started making a list of all the Old Testament prophecies because this is something that I think that we, as Christians today, don't put enough weight in, right? Because when the Jews were waiting for their Messiah, the afterlife wasn't even in their mind. Their Messiah wasn't the one that was going to rescue them from hell or and allow them to get to heaven. Their Messiah was going to come and rule the earth. And so we're going to go, this is like, this is straight from the Old Testament, and you will be able to hear, you will know the stories in the New Testament, and you'll be able to see the different, you'll be able to see where it comes from, and why it's so important, and why, how Jesus fulfilled all of the Old Testament prophecies. So Psalm 16, 8 through 11 says, The Messiah will be resurrected. Jeremiah says the Messiah would bring a new covenant. In the Psalms, it says the Messiah would be the rejected cornerstone. I'm just going to start reading them. If you want the verses, I can give them to you. The Messiah will set captives free. The Messiah will be born a virgin. The Messiah will come according to a timetable. He will be a suffering servant. He will be bear our sins. He will not remain dead. The Messiah will be a prophet like Moses. The Messiah would be pierced. The Messiah would be preceded by Elijah the prophet. The Messiah would be called out of Egypt. The Messiah will be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. The Messiah would be the son of man. The Messiah would be a willing sacrifice. The Messiah would be a Passover lamb. The Messiah would be our star coming out of Jacob. The Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. The Messiah would be greater than David. The Messiah would be a distant descendant of David. The Messiah would be the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. The Messiah would be preceded by a messenger. The Messiah would be the coming one to whom the scepter belongs. The Messiah would be acclaimed. The Messiah would be the seed of the woman. The Messiah, like, there's a lot. Like, I, I, there's much, much more. All of the Old Testament prophecies, none of them had to do with the afterlife. Not one. 
So what's, what's the Messiah? Right? Like, it, it were, everything's being prophesied of the Messiah, but what is the Messiah? So the Messiah refers specifically to the future Jewish king. The one who is expected to save the Jewish nation and will be appointed with holy anointing oil and rule the Jewish people. The Messiah is king. He is, he is the king. He is the one that was prophesied of. All, that, all those things that he, you, you, could, you could read the New Testament and you go, oh my goodness, like you see all the stuff that Jesus fulfilled. You see, Jesus didn't, he wasn't born. We're, we're, we're going to celebrate his birth. He wasn't born and he didn't die the next day for our sins. Right? He did something on earth. Right? He did something besides die. And do you realize, like, a lot of Christianity, we've reduced it just to death? Like, it's like Jesus came and died for your sins, right? Do you know where you're going when you die? Like, right? That's, that's what it's been reduced to. And I don't know if those people know where they're going when they die. Right? Because it's not about heaven and hell. It's actually about when heaven comes to earth. So, so Jesus was the Messiah King. Right? Zechariah says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your King is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even a colt, the foal of a donkey. And he will speak peace to all nations. And his dominion will be from sea to sea. That's, that's everywhere. That's translating to everywhere. Sea to sea. And from the river to the ends of the earth. Again, that's, that's everywhere. Right? He was the promise. He was the one that was going to come and rule. So Jesus came as king. He was the Messiah that they prophesied about. He fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies. And he came and he established his kingdom. Right? It wasn't just about his birth and his death. It was actually about everything in between. Jesus walked this earth and he showed us what it was like to reign. He showed us what it was like to rule. He came and he established his kingdom. How many of you have heard of N.T. Wright? He's this crazy, he's not even crazy, he's just, he's this theologian who, if you, if you search him on YouTube, make sure you, like, don't get one of his university talks because you won't understand what he says. And I'm not saying, like, this down to you, I'm saying I don't know what he says, like, but he's, he's super smart, and he, he can speak on the most scholarly level, but he could also, if you, that's why you have to see who he's speaking to, because he'll speak to his audience. But he is, he's considered the New Testament theologian of all time. And he preaches kingdom now. He preaches this message. And, and his theology is what we kind of hold on to. N.T. Wright. T is in Tom Wright. It's, it's Tom Wright, but now he goes by N.T. Wright. Um, 
he actually he he has a, he has this whole article about a lot of this, and, and it was it was about when God became king, right? Emmanuel, right? God with us. Jesus, Jesus not only was he was he our Messiah, but he was Emmanuel, God with us. So where are you going when you die? Who cares? <laughs> it's actually about resurrection, right? It's actually about resurrection. It's not about, it's not about death. So, so what, 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 what do we know about Jesus? Well, we know all those Old Testament things, right? He is king. The book of Matthew, like, I kind of feel bad for the, the gospel writers because here they, they wrote, you know, all this stuff and, and, and tried to teach everyone that read it about Jesus. And you look at just the book of Matthew, which has, is it 20, 28 chapters? I think 28 chapters. 28 chapters, and two of them are about his birth and two of them about his death, and somehow we always forget about everything in between. Right? He did so much more. It's easy to look around and go, this does not look like the kingdom of God. Right? It's easy to look around and say that. But it's also easy to look around and see the kingdom of God at work. We talk about, and Jesus talks about, we talk about because Jesus talks about it, blind eyes and deaf ears. See, Sarah's miracle, it's been so interesting to me to hear the reactions. Right? You look at, you look at what God did for her and you see the kingdom of heaven at work. Right? You see the kingdom that Jesus established here on earth working here still. Right? But it's interesting because I will have people like you of great faith and go praise Jesus for, for what he established. Right? He made it possible that we could pray and we can say, cancer, get out. And it will leave because we're disciples of his. But then there's people that, that, that were like, we'll say like the average Christians, right? That, that go to church on Sundays. And it's interesting because some of them are like, oh my goodness. Like, and you see their eyes open maybe for the first time. You know, people that are close to us and, and they, they, they see the miracle and they know Sarah and they go, no, what happened was impossible. Like in the natural that the only reasonable solution is Jesus. And they see that for the first time, and you go, praise God. You know, and that's what we hope for, right? Like, we're the only couple that I know that are praising Jesus for a doctor taking out a perfectly healthy uterus. <laughs> but we're going to use her healthy uterus for his glory. Amen. Right? We're going we're gonna to write a testament and we're going to share it and we're going to let the world know. If you've come in contact with me over the last two weeks, that's all I talk about. Guess what God did? 
<laughs> right? But it's not really what God did. It's really what he established on earth. See, but there's still people out there that deny it, that, that make it a point. And, and it's funny because they're, they get offended. My wife just got healed of stage three cancer, and these are people that are close to us, and they're offended. They're offended because they can't admit it. So they want to argue with it. And I'm not there pushing anything down their throat. I speak facts, and that's it. And, and I don't even have to tell them it's Jesus, but they know it, and that offends them because they can't admit it. Because if they admit it, then their, their whole paradigm changes. Their blind eyes, they see again, right? And, and it's, it's funny because they, they, they think, I don't even know if they think this, but they're, they're ideas. They're trying to rationalize why. But not only is their rations like non-rational, but they're just like ridiculous. Like it's like, oh, it's, thank goodness they got it all the first time. And I'm like, that was never even a possibility. <laughs> that they just happened to catch the one millimeter of cancer in her whole body by accident. Like it's... It's not even possible. It's not possible. But you realize that their eyes are blind. I'm telling you, the kingdom of heaven is here. And yes, not to its fulfillment. Like that's why we say the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of heaven is here, but not yet. <laughs> because there will be a day when heaven and earth meet. Right? When 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 we will be walking, we'll see his face. When there's no more sickness, there will be no more gifts. When the Bible talks about the gifts will cease, it's not talking about when the Bible was written. It's talking about when we see his face because I don't need the gift of healing anymore because everyone will be healed. See, God started that. But what does that mean for us? It's not waiting till the day that we die. And that's, that's where the enemy has got us. I'll tell you the truth. The enemy has Christians where he wants them. He has us in this place where we just stay in the walls of the church and we come together and we sing Kumbaya and we wait till we die. <laughs> but that's not what we're called to do. And that's not what Jesus established. It's not... He came and he started his, he commissioned us. He came and started his kingdom and he commissioned us to fulfill it. Right? It's not about waiting until we die. It's about transformation. And we get to be part of it. We get to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons. The same as him. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's heaven and earth. He is the king of both. It's not about, so many times we go, okay, well, 
someday when Jesus returns, then he will be king on earth. No, this doesn't say someday when. This says all authority has been given to me. Right? Go, therefore, and make disciples of nations. He's speaking to us. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of age. The end of age is when he returns. And he just says, I'm still with you. I'm with you always. You know how long always is? It's all the time. These funny things in the Bible, like you really have to dig in deep to get the translation. <laughs> he is with us always. He has all authority. And he commissioned us and gives us the authority on earth. We're called to make disciples. Look, this next year, this house, that's what we're going to focus on. That's what we're going to focus on. We're going to be like the youth, and we're going to go pray for people, and we're going to, we're going to show people that the kingdom of God is here, and we're going to invite them. We're going to do alpha courses, and we're going to do other things, and we're going to do Bible studies, but we're going to teach people that it's not about showing up to church on Sundays. God has built us, and, and I feel that he has is, he is used this house, and he's brought us together, and we have more faith in this house than anyone else in this city. I promise you. And we're going to take that faith, and we're going to bring it to the streets, and we're going to do what he's called us to do. Because he wasn't born for nothing. Wednesday we celebrate his birth. Right? But we need celebrating and understanding what he actually did. What he actually did and what we're called to do makes a difference. That's why I love that we get, I get to preach this message before Christmas. Because we get to understand that you think back 2,000 years ago. When Jesus was born, right, and he was the coming Messiah, he was the one not saving people's souls for after they died, but the one that was going to restore Israel, right? And, and we're grafted in with Israel, so let's just get that right. Like, we are grafted in, right? He is the Jewish king, and we're part of the family. That's why it's through him that we are saved. Christmas is such a beautiful time of year. And, and we get to celebrate our king's birth. Right? We get to celebrate what he did. We get to celebrate our God who came here on earth. And as N.T. Wright says, when God became king. And he has called us to partner up with him. We are his soldiers. Look, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be glorious. I, I remember, like, I, and this, this, I remember when I was coming to faith, my pastor said something about going door to door. And I was like, 
no way. <laughs> no way. And I, I had the idea, I had the lie that my faith was for me and I wasn't going to push it on anyone else. And I wasn't going to talk about it and, and I could be me and they could be them and share my faith. But that's a lie. And that's exactly not what Jesus has called us to. It's exactly what the enemy wants us to believe. Right? And I'm not saying we have to go door to door, but I'm saying you have to make disciples. It's actually not even me saying it. It's the Bible. It's not even the Bible that says it's Jesus. <laughs> like, we have to be activated. We have to get outside the four walls of this church. Church is here so we can come together and we can build each other up and strengthen each other and share testimonies of cancer leaving. So we go out and we see someone with cancer. We go, guess what? I've got a testimony to share with you. And it builds our faith. And when I see someone with cancer, or if I see someone that has a walker, or I see someone with blind eyes, I remember back to the testimonies that I saw. Or I remember the testimony that Jacob tells me. Right? Like someone once told me about a testimony where they had a goat that had a mass like this size, and they prayed over it and it went away. And I'm like, luckily, if I ever see a goat with a big old mass, I'm going to have faith to pray for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> there you go. But see, those are the things that we need to be doing here. And if you're coming to church to get full of faith and to be encouraged and strengthened and built up, but you go live a normal life, I can recommend a few other churches to go to. <laughs> Look, I want, it's glorious. And it's tough, and we're going to walk through some tough things. But Jesus came, and he, he broke, the, he did the groundwork for us. He established his kingdom, and we're supposed to be carrying it on. And if we don't, then what's the point of celebrating his birth? Because his birth has nothing to do with when you die. Right? But I promise, if you do kingdom work, it's glorious. And at the end of it, you will fall down to your knees and you will weep because you will be used and you will experience Jesus in all of his glory. I think I got it all. Can we, can we sing some more Christmas carols? <laughs> can, we, can we celebrate Jesus' birth knowing what he did? knowing all he did in all of his glory. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for Christmas carols. <laughs> I thank you that there's no turning back. <laughs> I thank you for your birth and your life and your resurrection. I thank you that we get to be her soldiers. Like, this isn't a bad thing. Like, this is, God wants to use you and you and you and you and all of you and me. And so we celebrate his birth, and we really, we celebrate him. And we celebrate 
the day that God became king. <laughs> it's in your name I pray. Amen. Oh, come let us 
adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. If anyone needs prayer, Then let's pray for you. <laughs> Actually, right now, let's just do this. Who needs prayer? Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand if you need prayer. If you don't have your hand raised, go find someone that has their hand up. Come on, let's, let's find. We're, we all carry the same spirit, and we're all under the same umbrellas. So find out what they need prayer for. Find out what they need prayer for. And if it's sickness or if it's anything of the devil, just cast it out in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, if it's not of Jesus, just say, get out right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, get out in the name of Jesus. We just command perfect health right now in the name of Jesus. We command peace in the name of Jesus. We command love in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you fill everyone here. Fill everyone with your love and your peace and your joy. I ask more, Lord, for everyone in this room. <laughs> more, Lord. Fill them. Fill them with your spirit. Give them boldness. Give them boldness to do your work, God. God, we need so much more, and we need your power. We accept your commission, God. Thank you, Jesus.